Verifying that you've come into existence mm-hmm. as a species. Oh, totally. Like, ah, new baby. <laughs> Give it a name. <laughs> it's a jolly. It's a bit I do love the idea how tall it is, I even do. though it won't stand for another two years. I do love the idea, though, that we have to prove that we were born alive as adults who walk around the earth. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Inconclusive Podcast, where we randomly select topics and argue about them. Coming up Inconclusive. My name is James. My name is Abigail. And my name is Candace. All three of us are educators at an international school in Taiwan and bring wildly different perspectives to the table. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Inconclusive Podcast on Instagram and Facebook or email us at theinconclusivepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's important to note that our individual opinions do not necessarily reflect those of our employer. Okay, let's begin. Before we continue into part two of the voter ID laws episode, here's a quick recap of where we left off last time. They could cast a provisional ballot, and then within 10 days, they had to either bring a photo ID, so like if they forgot, they could within 10 days bring a photo ID, or sign a statement saying that they cannot afford to get a photo ID. Okay. And so in like that to me is perfectly reasonable, right? Like if you forget, which all of us have have forgotten things before and, or like we discussed at the beginning. (laughs) And I don't, and with the, I think it's a big concern for people who cannot acquire ID in general, not even for voting. Like Mm -hmm. for, I mean, I understand like a a lot of the studies pointed to, um, people who were, um, living in poor neighborhoods who didn't have a car, so didn't have the need for a driver's license because mm. they took public, trans- public transportation mm-hmm. and they didn't have their birth certificate because of whatever reason, maybe they're immigrants or maybe they're um, adopted or maybe elderly people. Yeah. I actually mm-hmm. didn't think about this because um, one of the groups that is being disadvantaged, um, so to speak, by strict ID laws is elderly people mm. who mm. like can't just... They can't just go down to the DMV because yeah. they're in whatever situation mm. they're in. So, and now on to part two. Welcome back, listeners. We're just going to jump right back into where we left off. Welcome back, listeners. Before the break, we were talking a little bit about how uh, voter fraud, widespread voter fraud, does not really exist. And then we kind of transition into uh, voter ID laws. And uh, do you guys know the ID laws for your state? Ooh, trivia time. No. I have a list here. Well, I I remember thinking... From (laughs) ballotpedia.org. I'm terrified. (laughs) Which is great. Well, so on a side note on this, I remember two years ago when I tried to participate in my local or my county elections or my state elections, uh, I think in 2018 or 2019, I was trying to. I think I've tried every year and... And it took me until this election year cycle to finally figure out how to make it work. One is I had to use a VPN in order to access my voting things, which kind of threw me for a loop because I thought, well, the whole point of being able to vote absentee ballot, you have to access your state's department website. And in order to access it, you have to have a VPN. You can't just access it through the internet or you get blocked, which I think is kind of strange considering the whole point of being able to access it overseas 
is for you to be able to vote, but you can't unless you have mm. a VPN with it. But Russia. Yeah, it makes sense. On, but still, yeah, like I was on, like... The whole, like, online... Well, yeah, anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, so it took me until this year to finally figure out how to get the right VPN so that I could but access was it, my state Were you required voting. to submit a uh, photo ID? Mm, yes. Okay. Yes. Abigail? Do you vote for... Do you vote in Washington? I vote in Oregon. Well, oh, I don't Oregon. vote anywhere oh, right now. Wait, yeah, Oregon. I thought you don't have a driver's license I, anymore. It's very complicated. So for me, it's very complicated. And I have a story. Okay. <laughs> so in Oregon, story. when we, when I first went all throughout that, you know, you just register to vote when you get your driver's license. And so it all kind of goes through. Um, and Oregon is one of the few states that's all mail-ins. Yep. So, which is kind of cool because there's no like stress or rush about, like, oh, I have to make time to go well, vote. Unless you're, a, unless you're a mailman. <laughs> then stress is all on you. But they're, they're also cool because they set up little ballots, plate ballot boxes. You don't put it... I mean, I think you can, but you don't really put it through the mail. You go to, like, a specific place that has a, a specific ballot drop, mm. and you drop it there. No. Um, and they're blue, and they're... Of course, they're blue. Of course. I hope what, they're, are they they're be security red? cameras. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> um, and, and you sign it. When you drop it. Okay. So that's important. Now I have quite the signature, meaning <laughs> that I have four oh, yeah. different signatures. Inconsistent signature. And it's incredibly inconsistent. Um, or actually the one that's the most consistent is not what I usually put on anything that is official because it is harder to copy than my like normal signature. Do you mean it is garbage? <laughs> I mean, it is a scribble. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so <laughs> I forgot which signature I used when I oh, put in for my yeah. original driver's license. And so in this state of mail-in ballots where no one saw my ID when I put in my thing, Your my and it's, signa- it's similar because it's the same name, same sure. letters, you know, so it's not wildly different. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just different. And uh, I got it sent back and I wasn't able to participate because... My, they reg- they was that this as, past year or no, 2016? No, it was a couple of years ago. Why don't oh, you cool. just try revoting... Why don't you just try revoting every year with a different signature and just like write down year to year? I tried the scribble this year well, in so 2018. The rest of well, technically, the if you made if your vote made it through, that'd be fraud. Technically, true. No, because it was me who was voting for it. Well, but they it? couldn't verify. It was. You know, like, wasn't an impersonator. <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? I like, there's no way for wasn't. them to tell. I'm not saying you did it. I'm just saying like we're saying we don't believe but you I, from the I'm other saying, end. I'm not really me. Um, plot Ooh. twist: I'm an alien in a human bodysuit. This Still totally makes it. sense. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so anyway, so I got snagged as trying to do an invalid vote in 2016 because of a signature and, you know, no photo ID having to submit or anything like that. Like they were able to catch it off of that, which, you know, was unfortunate because it wasn't really fraud. It really was me trying to submit my vote. Mm -hmm. But just one of your wrong personalities, the the wrong one voted. The wrong signature. (laughs) Um, But... I was not so then when you you know came to Taiwan and to get my driver's license here, Oregon is one of the few states oh, reciprocity. that well, um, well they have reciprocity. A lot of states have reciprocity, but Oregon is one of the few states that the reciprocity includes giving up your ID. So instead of being able to keep my Oregon ID, I had to turn it into the Taiwan DMV. Hmm. So the Taiwan DMV has my Oregon ID and I can't get it back unless I can't just can't get it back. You and should. You should. If like, I move to if I move back to Oregon, I would have to give the Oregon DMV. Wait, they have it permanently. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
And they both of ours. Mm, no, oh, mine they have. Yeah, they have our, yours too. No, Arkansas they let me keep mine. Like Taiwan yeah. let me keep mine. No, Taiwan Oregon's doesn't let Oregon keep it. And there's a couple mm. states. There's only like I a think Texas maybe does too. That Weird. does it. And the rest of the states you get to keep it, or it's not reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I was to move, but but if I was to move back to Oregon, because a lot of the state the state the reciprocity with Taiwan is the same. So if I was to move to Oregon, I would have to give up my Taiwan, and the Oregon DMV would keep my Taiwan mm-hmm. license. I think you should seriously just write a letter to your representative of wherever your, your like voting was in with Oregon and say, "Can I? Can you help me figure this out and I, tell I'm them sure your situation?" They would but probably like. It would like, like be so much effort. fun, though. <laughs> it is effort, mm. but your voting rights and your rights, rights as a citizen, like you can't exercise them now, like permanently. Well, not permanently. I'm gonna try and get a driver's license through Washington next time I'm in the states. Yeah, but. Will that still limit your voting rights? No. Like, because you got flagged for it in Oregon. But, like, that all got taken care of. I mean, I didn't put my vote through. So I it's just, not like, like you're not allowed to vote whatever. anymore. No, okay. no. No, it was just like, hey, your You'd vote doesn't count. You'd have to do count. a lot worse to not to, Well, it's to like, your vote doesn't count. Vote. Go back and Felon. do these things, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it'll be fine. Yeah. But by the time I was able to do those things, it was past. Like, I mm. waited too long, mm. and so it was past the time for the vote to count. But I did, great, so it was all fine. And then, But then, yeah, going in through Washington, it would be a different system anyway, and then having my driver's license... You know, an American driver's license would be nice for visiting the states, mm-hmm. yeah. renting a car and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So overall, most uh, 35, I believe 35 states currently have uh, voter ID laws that require you to present photo, um, a government issued photo ID. And each state kind of has like a different level of what they'll accept. Some states have stricter ones and some don't. Um, but in this court, in the Supreme Court decision, they basically ruled that any um, any requirement for voting, as long as it does not impose a severe or unjustified overall burden upon the right to vote or is intended to disadvantage a particular class, then is allowed. And I thought it was interesting they used the word class. Rather than because, race. Rather than race. Because I do think it's fair to say that people who don't have the means to travel or like can't take time off work to go to mm-hmm. the, like, I think that's totally fair for, to be a burden for them. Um, or not, sorry, it's not fair for, to burden them, but I think it's understandable that such a requirement would be burdensome, but the yeah. Supreme court has ruled that that burden is not significant enough to offset the requirement of photo ID. Mm. So back to your first point about undue. Can you refra- Can you repeat that phrase again? Undue burden from um, there to the end. A severe and unjustified overall burden upon the right to vote. Severe and unjustified. I feel like those are interesting adjectives to use. Unjustified. I don't know. Like if it's like you shouldn't like unjustified would be like it doesn't even like why do I have to bring my pet. Yeah. To be able to vote yeah. or, or a poll tax, right? That okay, used to yeah, be a yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Or, that would be or unjustified. A test. Or a written test, yeah. right? Or so, a severe so that's one. I'm kind of like, ooh, like a written test if it's, if it's, um, that like, would be unjustified. But, okay. So, like, if they asked oh, you to answer, if they asked you to answer, uh, valid questions to verify your identity, like when the did, computers like click on the picture that has a traffic light that, and you're like, uh, yeah, like those. Am I a where robot? It's like type the numbers that you see here. Do you feel like that is but a they use, test? Okay, that, usually they have um, some sort of like 
ADA accommodations, mm-hmm. right? So if you are deaf or if you are blind, there's ways to accommodate that. And I assume that if you are truly um, illiterate, I mean, well, not even if I assume if you're truly illiterate, a lot of those things have ways to listen to it. You mm-hmm. might just need to say, hey, I need an accommodation for being able to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. But do you feel like that's unjustified? I think that if you're expecting someone to have to read something um, without any kind of an accommodation for it, that would be unjustified with an, without having accommodation for someone who is illiterate. Like, I think enough accommodations should be made. And not just for people who are disabled, but people who are uneducated or don't have the ability to read, which I guess uneducated in that sense. Like, perhaps someone could read the vote to them and tell them, like, if you were to vote for this person, check this box. Yeah, this that person, makes sense. Check that, that box. Yeah, that and makes then sense. And then leave it. so right. they can do it privately. Yeah, yeah. right. Or no, if you don't sense. want them to leave, maybe you could say, hey, I want you to stay here to make sure I checked the yeah. right box. Yeah. Mm. Can you reread it to that me? That makes sense. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah. in a place where you have so many different cultures, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, language and all of that. But, like, interestingly like our discussion just now didn't really relate to verifying the identity of the person voting. It's more about accommodations for voting. It's, right. And I so think... So when has there been like written tests to verify... That was in the um, South, like to prohibit ble- like free oh, slaves. Oh, you're talking about like the, like the, the grandfather clause. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I meant like, like in the last 10 no, 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 years no, no, no. has no. there been those a have, Those are not constitutional. Yeah. But they, but there's importance that the laws are like addressing that because it's also far back in history, but it's not that far back in history. I, right. I was thinking more of verifying ID, not by your ability to write, but by answering identity questions like, like what is your mother's maiden name that like those kind of like security questions yeah. that you get online oh. to verify your banking account or well, what if i don't want to tell loan? my government my first pet's name or also <laughs> like or like the, i mean I it think, was bobby okay <laughs> Gosh, we couldn't find him i think that also like grows complicated too when you're thinking about voting and you're thinking of like like so thinking of specifically of people who might have like pasts, like families with pasts. You know what I that, mean? I love it that you phrase your sentences <laughs> way. Is it because of your history of the mafia? <laughs> Maybe. But like, what? do you want to... Just you kidding. Were, you don't have to like, elaborate. You have for sure heard the story. I feel like we've talked about this. But um, but like you don't want to say, hey, yeah, that was my great uncle so-and-so or my mother's maiden name was whatever if mm. it could be bad. Or incriminating. Incriminating, oh, right? So like there's that protection. too. But you can choose your security questions for the most part. But if, but if you're doing it in a voting sense, they wouldn't want you to be able to choose it all because then oh, someone else could just know. That's true. You know what I mean? Right. Like that it becomes true. more complicated. Like I yeah, understand, yeah, yeah. like I understand, although I disagree because of the exclusionariness of it. I understand why voting, like Wait, of picture what? Ideas, of having a photo, a photo ID. ID. I understand why it could be important. Like mm-hmm. I understand why it's the thing that is chosen to be the thing. Um, <laughs> it's the thing to I choose. Feel like, I wait, understand. Why, why do you th- do you think it's exclusionary just because some people would have a hard time accessing it? I think it's exclusionary because some people have a hard time accessing it, but other people have an impossible time accessing it. So what if there were assistant ways to assist people to acquire those? Because yeah. I know multiple states have ways... F- for people I who would, are especially impoverished to get a free photo ID, so even if they don't drive. The mm-hmm. problem with that sometimes is, is that it becomes, a, it's still complicated. Um, I mean, yeah. But I, I think that I would be okay with it if the level of complication was down, like it was straightforward and easy, a little bit easier. Because right now, does it feel like it's past that severe and unjustified in, descriptor? In my opinion, like I understand that the Supreme Court disagrees, <laughs> but uh, full of, you know, 
people who aren't in poverty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't agree, but thinking of like homeless people, right? Like mm-hmm. you, yeah. you don't even have an address to be able to put down anywhere. Like uh, I was reading recently an article about how hard it is for homeless people to get jobs. Uh, Cause a lot of most yeah. homeless camps, you can't like, if you go to a shelter, you can't put the shelter down as a, as an address. And so then you're trying to get you know, verifying or, and just apply for a job. Like Mm -hmm. that's the most basic. You can't because you Mm -hmm. don't have anywhere to put his home. Mm -hmm. Um, Much less a voter ID with a Mm -hmm. picture. So it seems like it's not really a, it's not a problem specifically in voting. I think it's a problem in lacking photo ID. Yeah. Right. And I, so I think like on the one hand, voter ID isn't a solution to voter fraud because voter fraud isn't really a big enough problem. And I don't think, there's not a lot of people who are committing in-person voter fraud no. anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do think it is important to verify who's voting and whether or not you should be voting, right? Yeah. Depending on, like, I mean, depending on the state laws, right? Okay. Because each state has a different law. I have a proposition. Oh, snap. Okay. Oh, I love it I'm when referencing all the way back to information season one. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm referencing back to DNA. Ah. So right now. Oh my. Government database (laughs) of our DNA. Right now. (laughs) No way. Like they've been catching murderers Mm -hmm. um, and whatnot off of great grandchildren (laughs) getting Mm -hmm. ancestry DNA, right? Like that's been a thing recently. Mm -hmm. Um, Ancestry.com is getting pretty. Pretty big databases, mm-hmm. so you know. But I there mean, we go. ancestry doesn't dictate citizenship Pope. or criminal history. Oh no, I'm just—I was just kidding. I wasn't oh. being serious. Oh man, I'm sorry. I—I I set that up as if okay. I was being serious. Mm-hmm. But if All you right, are wait, trying wait. to identify as a person, as a person though, something along trying lines, to identify as a person. Like as who I am are. a human. Oh, verifying not a ID. dog. But like fingerprints, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. those, you can burn those most off. people have those have those on database. Of course, you can burn them. It's off. It's exclusionary to people who have had their fingers or waiters and waitresses, or really people who are old or in industries where their okay. finger gets rubbed a lot. Like you chefs. Know? Back to DNA. And with that, we'll take a quick break. Welcome to Fun Facts with Abigail. Did you know that the coldest temperature ever recorded was negative 144 degrees Fahrenheit? You might think that you're accustomed to the frigid air and blustery winds, but the average winter day has nothing compared to the coldest day ever recorded, which was negative 144 degrees Fahrenheit. The temperature was recorded in Antarctica during a span of research between 2004 and 2016. Just a few breaths of air at that temperature would induce hemorrhaging in your lungs and kill you. This has been Fun Facts with Abigail. Catch you next time. Welcome back, listeners. Before the break, we were talking about what kind of voter IDs uh, restrict people's access to being able to vote and stuff like that. Stuff. Stuff. Voting stuff. Do you know what ID and things makes me think of now that you talked about restricting access? Maybe you think of Terminal. Remember that Tom Hanks movie? Yes. Terminal. Or Or he's no longer a citizen of any country and so he can't leave. That that kind of... It's a TCK life right there. TCK. Oh, Tom Hanks is the, the yeah. original TCK in movie. So um, I, I read this really, really interesting study that I want to share with you guys. You it tell? was 37 pages long. Oh, you read the whole thing? It was 
course well, you do. I had to skim over some like really densely statistical stuff. Mm. Um, but it was really interesting because one of the things that people often point to with stricter voter ID laws is that it decreases voter turnout. And that's one of the things that, as we referenced earlier, generally benefits Republicans more. Because mm-hmm. if you think about populations that are mostly in urban situations or in more impoverished situations, and I'm speaking in very, very broad strokes. So, I mean, like, there are poor Republicans and poor Democrats, of obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, the idea is that restricting or making um, stricter voter ID laws is only beneficial to Republicans and then broadening it or loosening voter ID laws is beneficial to Democrats. But I feel like we saw almost a conflict of that with COVID. Like didn't, cause we've talked about this, I think casually at some point that, um, Democrats are more likely to follow whatever the government is saying to a T to do mail-in ballots and the Republicans are less likely to do mail-in ballots thinking like distrusting the system and going straight in person and doing it. I remember seeing commentary about that, which is why people thought that the 2020 election was rigged because at first it showed a steep win for Trump. And then as the mail-ins came in in, and people were saying, well, mail-ins aren't real or they're, they're fraudulent or they're forged. And then it started swing, swinging towards Biden in the end. So th- that almost seems opposite from, like, that it actually increased voter turnout. That but mail-in ballots aren't complicated. Yeah. Having been from a state that did mail-ins, they are really simple. Mail-ins it's the same. do not require photo ID. In un- every state? Unless you're registering. When you register to vote, you need a, yeah. a mail-in. You have unless to present photo ballot, ID. Like a... Out of state, like but that's different. That's one. absentee is different than a mail-in. Okay, so mail-in, you reg- when you register to vote, you have to your identity is proven, um, and then you get like a little letter in the mail that's like, here's the people, here's the options, use your number two pencil or whatever, and you mm-hmm. fill in the little bubbles, and you put it back in the envelope, you sign it, and you, de- depending on the state or how they do it, you either drop it in a, a, a drop box or you put it back through the mail. Like mm-hmm. it's not. There's not all the steps of There's not. And in fact, I would say that it's easier than standing in polling lines because you can do it from the comfort of your couch Mm. and then drop it in your mail, you know what I mean, rather than waiting and all of that. Mm. So this particular study, they modeled several different... It was kind of it was kind of crazy, and there's probably no way for me to describe this in a way that makes sense. But basically, it's uh, this particular here. Let me. It was done by Michael D. Gilbert. He is a professor of law at the University of Virginia School of Law, and he did this study basically to simulate at what point voter ID laws actually diminish fraudulent votes as opposed to just lowering voter turnout. But the whole premise basically is that stricter ID laws decrease voter turnout, Mm -hmm. which actually I found conflicting data on because some studies say that it doesn't affect voter turnout. Mm -hmm. Some and specifically it doesn't affect voter turnout for minorities, racial minorities and others that are like, that's the reason we shouldn't do it because it marginalizes racial minorities because those are the ones that typically whatever, whatever. Were you starting with a Bernie interpretation or um, what do you call that? When you, when you impersonation, it sounded like, you were, yeah, you sounded no, like you're impersonating Bernie really. for a second. It, it decreases the minorities. <laughs> you had, you dropped your voice for a little bit. 
Anyway. I was just that's kind of my generic like someone making a a claim voice. <laughs> I think. Someone making a claim. Sound yeah. like Bernie. Bernie Sanders, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Putin and Jeff Bezos and <laughs> Steve Jobs. Out of that whole list, man, Bernie's the only one I hope is listening. <laughs> Except for maybe Jeff Bezos, because I hate him so much. It's good for him to hear that from time wow. to time. Wow. The deep hatred for a successful Billionaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has more money. Here's my random Jeff Bezos fact for the episode. Yay. He has more money than your heart will beat in your entire lifetime. Yeah, my heart is fickle. <laughs> we more talked about that. More than the amount of breaths that you'll take from the day that you're born until the day that you die. Wow. That's a lot of money. More, more money than I think a dollar per breath. Wow. Yeah. Just saying. Is it is it one of those like we've always told that the Walton family like uh, um, Mama Walton she I mean daughter Walton I forget yeah it's daughter Walton like the Miss Walton like that's now the Walton Family Foundation head that she makes more money walking past a hundred dollar bill than picking it up I'm sure that that's true yeah. dude Which that's is, freaking epic mm-hmm. it's terrible imagine being able to walk past a hundred dollar bill and not pick it up I like, can imagine that you, such extravagance such extravagance. What in the world? Uh, Walton, if you are listening, I greatly enjoyed working at your Walton Family Foundation Children's Camp, and also I love the art museum that you put in Bentonville. It's beautiful. This is like the second time on our podcast you've given a shout-out to that (laughs) specific museum or whatever. It's It's awesome. Okay, so I think in principle I am in favor of people having to verify their identity when they vote because I think to me – like, I actually was thinking about this the other day. Like, you have to show ID to buy alcohol. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. In all but, states. But having and alcohol in my mind, is not an inalienable right or an extension of your freedom but I of think, speech or the democratic process. But I think voting should be taken more seriously than buying alcohol. But I think that it should be more accessible than buying alcohol. But why should, should it be more it? accessible? Like, if... if Wait if, a minute. <laughs> well, because, like, I'm trying to think of just processes that we participate in as adults. That, that are part of our freedoms as citizens in the United States is we can buy a car, we can buy a gun in some states, you can buy alcohol. You can buy a gun in all states. Whether or not gamble. the people of the state think that that's a good thing is different. You, you can join the army. All of these things require an ID. Well, I take it back. Gun purchasing is finicky depending on which state and it ought to it, they to. ought to require an they id ought to, yeah I but think, I, okay but here's make- where i'm thinking here's what i'm saying though i don't feel like buying a pack of beer mm-hmm. or joining the army or buying a gun or what else did you say buying a car bb or whatever whatever yeah. is inalienable those are just things that you happen to have access for mm. Right? Like, we just happen to have access in America to be able to do those things. Mm-hmm. And not everywhere, well, that's, that's minutia. I guess it doesn't matter because not everywhere allows it. Wait, having, some a, of those having a right to bear arms is not inalienable? I think having Ooh. a right to bear arms is different than being able to purchase a gun. Having a right to own it is different than purchasing it. Then so then it, having the right it. to vote is different <laughs> than actually voting? Hmm. Oh. Because, like, a kid, I mean, like, I feel like when you become an adult, you're, you become responsible for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those have to do with the government. And a lot of the things that you're responsible for affect other people. Right. 
in even the, to do our in taxes, grand we have to scale. do ID. Wait, what'd you say? Even to do our taxes, you have to have identity verification. That's like true. all along that's the way, true. you have yeah. a bunch of different stuff. So, like, to do. that's my thing. It's like you have to when you become an adult, you need your ID for so many things, whatever form. Like, you need, a, like, if you you need an ID, mm-hmm. like, you couldn't have moved here without a passport, right? right? I'm not, and I'm not saying okay. So, I think for me, the whole voting thing with the IDs, I don't have a problem with it if it's accessible. Like, if pe- if we find a way to get some sort of a, a photo ID to people who are homeless without an address, there mm-hmm. is a, it is easily, ex- it is easily, it is accessible. Share, share what? How how is it accessible? Well, which state? Do Arkansas. Okay, but that, see, that's the thing, though. So do people in one state who have a harder time, who have less accessibility, have less of a right to be able to vote than people who live in a state that's more accessible? Mm. I guess that's the other part of it. Like, But to say that just because that's some states haven't caught on doesn't mean that it's not a, a good thing. No, no, no. I yeah. think it's a good thing. Yeah. I think yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. good thing to get, have IDs be accessible mm-hmm. to people who are impoverished So do homeless. you mean, okay, so when you mean accessible, do you mean... do? You, do you mean financially or do you mean like you can walk to it to get easily. there? I think because both I can. Put, okay. So in almost all states that require photo ID, there is a mechanism for obtaining a free ID. Now, in order to do that, you do have to submit an address, some other proof of ID, which is a problem because yeah, that is birth a certificate, right. right? A lot of people come in without a birth certificate. So it's more complicated for those people. And I think, I think, and I think that's, I think that is my, my only issue. The only issue I have. So it should like Mm -hmm. never be complicated to vote in your mind. I don't think it should be because if it's, if it's one of those, if it's one of the found, like we talked about at the beginning, it's a foundation of democracy. I think to to me, that's why I should, we should take it really seriously who we are letting vote. Because so it should be people should be who are well, vote? it should be people who are verified citizens. Okay, I don't have right? a problem with that. I don't have a problem. But with then it there's being how verified. do we prove that you're a verified citizen? I, yes, it sounds like you all are both seeing the urgency of voting. In are you trying the to offer a compromise? Way. I'm just. Saying, if so, stop. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not, not conclusive. I'm not conclusive oh, okay, on okay, it. Okay. I'm just sensing that you are, are both valuing democracy, valuing voting as a as a right, both as a right and a privilege. I don't think it's a privilege. I think it's a responsibility. I think it's a responsibility. But if it's it's, a responsibility... That we take it seriously either way. I think... Yeah, sorry. So I was going to say, if it's a responsibility, which I don't disagree with, then I think it needs to be able to be everyone who has whatever eligibility needs to be able to have access to it. And that's there. See, like, I... Like, that's it. you got to be eligible to vote. And I don't have a problem with people who aren't eligible to vote not being able to vote, but I don't think being eligible to vote should be financially dependent. Like, I'm specifically thinking about people who are, like, homeless. Sure. No, no, I get that. How should one prove that they're eligible? What is a... What's a proposal? I'm sorry. I'm putting... I'm definitely putting you on the spot. If you do have an answer, that's totally understandable. I'm trying to think, too, because... Because, like... We've also talked about ways that other boys... Other identification routes have been used for ill like we talked about it with dna yeah like when when you put your name into ancestry databases with everything connected to your dna sequencing and then we find out later there's a genetic marker for covid that can tell whether or not you might be showing symptoms versus not and they could lump you into one area or they could say we have a national emergency i can see how your id through your body or other means could be negative 
So, okay, I want to go back to this idea. I'm going to verbally process through this. Okay? Yay! Um, so I'm going to ask a series of questions as we're thinking about it and kind of give my opinions on it. Okay. okay. Uh, full disclosure. Are we answering these questions well, or are they kind I, of I, like... Are they posing them as like... No, no, no. They're kind of like questions that I'm going to pose as we can think through this or I can All think right, through this. All right, let's do it. Okay. Let's say ooh and ah as we go. So... Ooh. <laughs> we get our Fair. photo ID currently by getting a driver's license. Right. Right? Or some other through... The, the government system, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like passport, passport. state IDs. To get one yeah. of those, you need to have an address and bills, depending on the state, mm-hmm. and Washington. You have to be mm-hmm. you have to have a bill, mm-hmm. proof of residency, mm-hmm. so a bill in your name sure. to your address, yep. right? That's what I remember from last time I got an ID. Which as a baseline is already a little... Okay, that's what I was going to say. That's a little sketch, right? Because well, it's not it's sketch. It's difficult. It requires you to be established. But it requires you to have money to a point to where you can put a name on a residence. Also, you don't have to prove your ID when you set something up through a company. So if I was to get an internet service or a phone bill, I don't have to use my proper name to be able to get that done to an address. And it doesn't have to be an address I'm living in. It just has to be an address I can collect mail. Like a P.O. box. That's how people do like, isn't that how they do fraudulent like accounts in the Canary Islands or anything else? They'll just put a P.O. box box. there. Or if you have a residential address, I could do it through, okay, my friend's sister's brother-in-law's best friend is going to let me get this bill sent there, yeah, no, that makes right? Yeah, so yeah. that I can sure. have access to it. Sure. And it's only once, you know, yeah. friend Johnny, like, got my bill and we're going to go from there, right? Okay, so that's not very secure, but that's the basis for getting a driver's license, which is a photo ID that you could use mm-hmm. then to vote. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's my first thought. Follow-up for that, though, is that with driver's license, you have to continue to prove, like, later. Every time you renew, don't you have to bring a new bill? Uh, that varies no. by state. That, oh, not, in Arkansas, not, you do. In not Arkansas, in Washington and not bill, in sure. Oregon. Yeah. And um, the libraries. When you get a library But they send card, it to you, you the in the mail. They send it back to you in the mm. mail. So I guess that would be the kind of... You can't the secondary. But then it's complicated because then if you move, you don't get that get mail there. And again, mm-hmm. you have to go and change it. Yeah, something. I have it's done that. Yeah, it is yeah. complicated. I my current bank, it is not accepting a address change from my parents. And so they keep sending my bank account info to the wrong address. And my mom has gone down and tried to Mm. meet with them multiple times. So it's very strange. Okay. I wonder, did you have a follow up thought? Cause I had, I have more of my verbal process. Well, yeah, but kind of relating to, cause we live in a world that moves around a lot more than it used to. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Like it makes sense to be tied to it. And I think like, as a TCK, <laughs> the physical address means literally nothing right, to me. Right. Yeah. It's just where I can get my Amazon packages. Right. Yeah. Or whatever, right? PC right. home, PC home. <laughs> Less rich. But like what's the alternative, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. So okay. continue, please. So so then that's my one my one thought. Yeah. Okay. Um second thought. So we're talking about like birth certificates and all of that. So how is one verified? as who you are, as who you say you are, right? It's you're born in the hospital and you have this piece of paper. So there's some sort of a medical attachment to who you are, right? Right. So that's kind of like a medical way to prove that you exist and your identity. Mm-hmm. But what makes... Well, it's like the human's way of verifying that you've come into existence mm-hmm. as a species. Oh, totally. Like, oh, new baby. <laughs> Give it the name. <laughs> it's a jolly... <laughs> I do love the idea how tall it is, even though it won't stand for another two years. I do love the idea, though, that we have to prove that we were born alive as adults 
who walk around the earth. Because <laughs> that's what it says on the birth certificate, certificate of live birth. Like you yeah. have to prove that you were born alive right. to be able to <laughs> exist in America. As but you're like, I'm actually like... Not- I in my mid to late 20s. Isn't that kind of circular <laughs> logic? Yeah. Sir, are you alive? Do you have a birth certificate? But, but are you still alive? <laughs> you know, it's, anyway, that's, that is the whole, that's the whole thing. But mm-hmm. so then medical proof, right? So then why can't there be a medical proof in a different way? I can measure my I mean, DNA, now. right? And then like that, then but you, that's kind of I think sketchy, then you get right? into something that's deeply, deeply personal to verify who you are. Yeah. But I mean, and I think it would require some kind of global database because let's say an immigrant comes in. Right. Right. And I want to access their DNA information from let's say Mexico. Right. Then I have to be able to, the U S government has to be able to tap into their network to get their proof Just of they are who they are. It, right. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that opens holes for a lot of but I think sketchy things. It also, the, but having to have a birth certificate from a different country is also opens the same amount of sketchy things. Right. Because but it's less sketchy than giving a country access to your entire database of DNA. Know. Because it's almost, info. it's also like you're putting your country is having to vouch for you. That's same thing with like having, oh, which is another way you can vote without an idea is having a, Oh, what's, what are those people who, like a, a conf, uh, uh, what's it called? Shoot. Oh, notarizer. Notary. Yeah, notary. Yeah. You can have a notarized person vouch for you, and then then it's like on both of you if you're committing a fraudulent vote. Interesting. And with that, let's take a quick break. Hello, listeners. We want to hear from you. Please send us any questions you may have regarding any of our episodes or suggestions for future topics. You can reach out to us on our social media at The Inconclusive Podcast or email us at theinconclusivepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Um, a lot of times we kind of think of the U.S. as like existing in a vacuum, mm-hmm. but all, a lot of other countries require voter ID. Sometimes, um, well, anyways, uh, Norway requires voter ID. Mm-hmm. Northern Ireland, they, you have to present a, quote, acceptable photo identification. Germany requires voter ID. Switzerland, France, Israel, okay. Mexico, Iceland, but I don't have a Quote, problem with voter ID. I have a problem with how we disseminate voter ID. The how do those countries it. get it out there? Is it like, hey, you're born mm-hmm. and here's your birth certificate and so your voter from, ID that mm-hmm. you, now you can access when you're whatever age? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or is it the same process as it is in the States? Should we? Let's go to Sweden. You like Sweden? <laughs> let's go Let's to pick Sweden. a country that you like, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is Denmark on here? Denmark is not on here. Sweet. What's your like? Norway or Sweden? We could probably build our voter I, either ID. Is fine. I'm okay, happy with Let's go iPad. to Sweden. Okay. Physically voting. Ikea. You must present valid identification document. Um, could be ID card from a tax agency. Oh. See? Yeah, but Which everyone has still, to do tax like, ID. How do you, yeah. Your tax ID. But everyone has to do taxes. No, I'm not opposed to taxes. I'm saying that like that would be easier to get a tax ID, I think, as someone who is... I think it's still the same though. If you are, so? you still need an address. You still need to go somewhere to that. get. I hate that. At that, mm-hmm. I think it's. See, I don't. I think it's a complicated. I think it's hard to be an adult. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It's hard to be an adult. It's hard to be That's an adult. So true. And millennials always say, you know, like, it's Adulting. hard to be an adult. But, like, there's some things you just have to go and do. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, there's some, you just have to go pay the bill somewhere. You have to go to 7 yeah. Eleven, check for parking tickets, press on the dumb <laughs> Ibon machine, and, yeah, like, print okay. your stuff Speaking out. Speaking of you know that, I just did that, and it was five. And the, what the was five? Five, five tickets. Five tickets. Oh, five tickets. Had, sorry, five sorry, tickets. that I had. On the Ibon oh. was five years old? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it gets better. So the, the wonderful woman who helps me, who I love so much, mm-hmm. um, looked at me and gave me a look. <laughs> and I was like, it's less than last time, though. And she was like, a lot less than last time. Oh, because you <laughs> paid it late, right? Because the time before was 20 parking tickets. Yo. Because I just forgot about it. Oh. <laughs> That's like six months That's of parking tickets. So many. Dude. Yeah. Did you just have a stack somewhere? Where were they? Yeah. Or we did you kept... forget about them and then you went into the Ibon and just clicked pay for ticket and then it had the list in the um, system? I kind of forgot about it. And then I remembered and found the stack and went in to pay the stack. And then they were like, it's too late. You have to do it off the machine. So anyway, that's yeah, my Ibon story. you have to story. pay an extra. Yeah. So I got much. fined. I got fined by Taidong for forgetting to pay a parking ticket. It was like, it was Dang. the parking ticket itself was like 15 NT. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to pay a 300 NT fine. Yeah. Because I missed, I missed the deadline and their second like follow up. Like, mm. hey, you're missing this. I did that with mm-hmm. a like an actual like ticket ticket it's 300 dollars a day 300 nt a day <gasps> when you miss it the third time in a row so it was like 4000 nt for 300 nt ticket for you listeners i just pulled a ticket out of my backpack that i need to go pay it was somebody that caught me with my flashers oh, turned on on the street it's only 300 nt it's, okay it's small like, I've i panicked those before i panicked but it's the same spot that every time that i've got i've gotten this twice i think i think it's my second time it's outside of polio it's outside of the fruit market where i drive up quickly grab one batch of bananas pay the the Money Here, for the banana, and then I and then I run away. Okay. It's probably for obstructing oncoming traffic because you have yeah. to be further in. Yeah, but so there's I no space pull, on there well, because they there was a scooter. You can't see it, but there's a scooter in front. Like I was, I was as far in as I could get. Yeah, you were you were cited for not being close to the right side of the road when yeah. parking. Which, to be fair, also the the wording on the driver's license test for scooters even is just be on the right side of the road for where you're driving. So it makes sense that whenever scooters are parked like out in the lane, then it may not, they may not get in trouble because they are where they are supposed to be, but it's really annoying because then you can't park there. Because then there's one scooter that's parked wonky in the middle of the side lane. Sorry, that's my personal beef against scooters. I love scooters, but I hate it when I have to park next to them. I love driving my scooter. Yes. Less parking tickets. Amen. As a way of concluding. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Sweden tax ID. Yeah, Sweden tax ID. Mm. Yep. That's all all I could find for Sweden. Um, My concluding thought. Wait, are we doing concluding thoughts? Sure. Okay. My concluding... Th- okay, you can go first. I'll go last. Sorry. Okay, my concluding thought is I think that having some sort of identity identity verification is great. Like, I, I don't disagree with the need for that. I think that although I don't have a very specific solution right now, which goes against everything that your doctor, whoever, believes... Jordan B. Peterson. Yeah, him. Um, that just because I don't, I don't... I don't have another solution right now. But I think that... 
there needs to be a way to make it accessible for everyone, including people who don't have an address, actually specifically people who don't have an address or a way to get one. And maybe that's a way to look at how we take care of homeless people, the population in America, because there could be ways to handle that differently um, as well. But that's like a whole different, that's a whole different topic. Um, because I think that excluding people based upon economic hardship such as homelessness is is not right. I think that there's mm. something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Just because someone came across hard times, um, and I mean, and granted, there's all kinds of reasons that someone could be homeless, but specifically just because someone came across hard times and can't afford an address or a bill or any of those types of things to be able to get a photo ID, um, I think that there's something wrong with that. My closing thought is. Since the logical fallacy of searching for a perfect solution has already been established, I don't have to <laughs> talk about it again. But um, I do think that you need voter ID. I think or I think you should have an ID when you go to vote. But I agree with the Supreme Court's point about no undue and like severe unjustified severe and unjustified uh, identification. But I also agree with you, James, that it's just hard being an adult and homelessness included like there's they're carrying burdens that have caused them to not have access to the same things and yes we i think we definitely need to help them but i also think we need ids i think voting is a sacred part of democracy (laughs) and i think it should be guarded against um even small uh insignificant amounts of fraud but I also think, in principle, being a verified citizen of a country is important if you intend on participating in your civil duties as a citizen. And therefore, I think it's important for every voting person to be able to verify their identi- identity based on the laws that the state has. And once again, you've reached the inconclusive end of the inconclusive podcast. Sharing is caring. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Also, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Inconclusive Podcast. Talk to you next time.